Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Patriot Nation Podcast. into the Patriot Nation podcast. As always, boy, Pat Lane with my guy, Matt St. Jean. I have no voice, but we're pushing through anyways. This episode, of course, is brought you brought to you by FanDuel, the official wagering partner of CLNS Media. Make sure to go to fanduel.com slash Boston and sign up to get in on the action. Matt, week one, Patriots obviously go down and lose uh, to, to Philadelphia, unfortunately. But I feel like, and I don't know if everyone's going to see it this way, but I, I'm I'm feeling better about this team than I think a lot of people thought we were going to be heading into this game. Yeah, and I think if you kind of want any kind of barometer looking around the NFL for the Patriots right now, you know, you go down yeah. sixteen nothing right away with some bounces yeah. that don't go your way. It's we're halftime of the Sunday night game right now. This game is out of control because the same thing happened to the Giants in their home building to an NFC East team that was also very good last year in the Cowboys. And it, they just crumbled. Patriots yep. didn't. You, you're in your own building. You get the noise going. You face that adversity and, and overcome it to a degree. And, like, you know what? It's not – the Eagles are a really good team. The last time they were on the field, they scored 35 points in the Super Bowl. Patriots defense shut them down for most of the game. Last time we saw this Patriots offense, it did not look functional. They went out there with no Devontae Parker in neither of their starting guards against the front four that's one of the best in the NFL – and looks like a functional NFL offense. Like that's, yep. I, and I think if the, the first quarter doesn't go the way it does, I think you don't get some of the emotional reactions that we've seen today. Right. But um, I don't know, you can't throw out the first quarter. That was also stuff that's not going to happen every game. And the other three quarters, the Patriots looked really, really good. Right. And that's really, that's what it comes down to. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for, does your team quit when things go wrong? And listen, Evan Lazar said it. I'm going to say it. I'm saying it in my article that's coming out tomorrow on Pat's pulpit. Like, it's the same old story as last year. You get down in a hole. You fight your way back. You're not able to win. They did that a million times last year. The difference is, is that it looked like an actual functioning offense. Last year it was, we had nothing going on. We'd have a pick six or strip sack return for a touchdown or punt return for a touchdown or whatever the case may be. That was not the case tonight. Mac Jones, I'm sorry, but if if his wide receivers didn't drop a million passes, Mac Jones would have had probably over 400 yards passing today. He looked good. Now, he had a high throw to Kendrick Bourne that was turn, returned for a pick six. It was not a great throw, but Bourne, uh, you know, tipped it straight up in the air, and Darius Slate came down with it and returned it for a touchdown. Not what you're looking for from, you know, from your number one receiver, essentially. And, you know, 
He had a drop on third and 12 where he hit him in the hands. Kayshawn Booty had two catches, one on third down, one on that huge fourth down where, you know, if he just gets his feet in, in bounds, right, right, just get you get you two feet in bounds, right, and he yeah. wasn't able to do it. So, you know, when you look at it from that perspective and you say, look, it wasn't all bad. Yes, it wasn't great. Yes, we want more, right? We want to see them be able to actually win that game. But I think overall, you have to be enthused about about what you saw from the Patriots. And Mac was, as of right now, we'll have to see what happens in the game tonight and obviously whatever happens in the Monday night game. But Mac ends the early Sunday slate, the, the afternoon games, fourth in week one in passing in the NFL. Right. Uh, he threw it over 50 times. So let me tell you, I mean, they you lose on, on Wenu and you lose strange. And I, I thought the rookies did a really good job in pass protection. I thought the tackles, I, like, I, I barely noticed Calvin Anderson today, which yep. is an awesome thing. Agreed. Side note, we talked a lot about Mike McGlinchey who the Broncos had signed to replace Calvin Anderson. Go look at some of the beat reporters over in Denver. They weren't thrilled with what he did today. Calvin Anderson, I barely noticed out there. Yeah, But the line did not get pushed in the running game. They they weren't really weren't doing it. So it was all Mac with his one of his number one receivers out, however you want to say, Parker, against that front four in a secondary that was really, really good last year. And they played well, they moved the ball. Seven of their last eight drives ended in Philadelphia territory. Uh, every drive in the second half ended in Philly territory, except for the opening one, which was a three and out. Um, and a couple of those third downs were ones that they, you know, they should have had, and you had guys dropping passes, and you know, yep. it's raining. I get it. Things are going to happen. Uh, it probably doesn't happen every game from here on out, but they consistently moved the ball. They pinned Philly deep. That whole the turning point of the game really was the second quarter, where even though New England wasn't really moving the ball, they were able to pin Philly deep and they were able to stop Philly from moving it. And they kind of just inch up the field with their field position until eventually they broke through and the offense clicked. And yeah, special teams better, defense electric today, and yep. offense functional. Um, where I mean, this was was this the best game Max had in his career? I think the only one we could say that's better is the Minnesota game last year on Thanksgiving. I think that's the only one that's up there. Some of the throws that he made, I mean, the Hunter Henry touchdown was an outrageous throw, an outrageous throw. That throw to me, that's, that's on par with the best throw that Mac Jones has made in his career. I mean, he threw that ball. Hunter Henry literally had time to just get his hands up. That ball was in his hands as he was turning around. It was a perfect throw. He had some really nice ones. Um, Later on in the game, too, I thought I thought he was he wasn't great. Listen again, the Bourne the the pick six. Bourne's got to make a play, right? In my opinion, it was high. It wasn't a great throw, and so I'm willing to kind of say not a great play by Mac Jones. Obviously, do I think it should have been a pick six? No, but that's, that's what happens that's, sometimes, you know. And that's one of those plays. It's like I don't know. One out of every maybe like five passes that gets picked that gets tipped like that ends up as a pick six. Like right. it happens more often on ones that are picked like that. But yeah, I mean, you throw passes that get tipped like that maybe five times a season. Like odds odds are we don't get a sequence with a pick six and a fumble in the next play for the rest of the season. I'm gonna knock on wood saying that. Uh, right. I don't want to jinx anything. It's a little fluky. It's a little fluky. You're right. You know, and, 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 so and that's, that's that's football. You want to overcome it, but I'm not going to get mad at, at a team for not overcoming it against a team as good as Philadelphia while you're injured. Um, I think it's, I, I'm, I know we're going to talk about next week at some point in here. I, I don't want to get yeah. too ahead of ourselves, 
you can't say week two is a must win. You can never say that's a must win this early, but it's as close. Like when you consider Pretty the stakes in the division, how good Miami looks, wanting to get one of these home games, it's important. And this is one that's like, all right, we looked good. Let's get healthy this week. Carry this over. And you play like this against Miami, you're at least going to have a shot to win. If you have a right. shot to win the first two games and you can't win either of them, then maybe some alarm bells start going off about these guys not being able to overcome a hump or, or get it done in the clutch or whatever. But I, I'm just not not there at all right, right now. I agree. I agree. So one thing I want to talk about that, um, you know, Lightning Engine makes a good point about this. It's called for Gopher with six minutes left to not kick the field goal. They still had three timeouts. They were down by eight. And so here's the argument, right? analytically and i don't know i don't know exactly what it is analytically i don't know my assumption is that the analytics said go for it and the reason why is because it's fourth and three it goes from a one score game to a one score game if you kick the field goal there my argument for kicking the field goal is simple you're down by five instead of eight if philly drives and scores a field goal it's still a one score game and that's the risk right. you take. Right. And that's the argument for me. I thought they should have gone. I thought they should have kicked the field goal at the time. You know, and, and this is this is the hard part. 90% of fans, maybe not 90, most fans are looking at that simply saying the process doesn't matter. The decision making doesn't matter. The execution is what matters. If they get that first down. They're looking at that saying, oh, man, the Patriots, what a what a call to go for on fourth downs. Great play, great call, this, 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 right? But they don't get it, so now they say, oh, stupid, and Belichick's this. And I mean, wait till, wait till you have Felger Mass. Yeah, is Belichick <laughs> losing it? Is, is he not having it anymore? You know, is he an analytics guy? Now? Like, they're going to go nuts over that. Yeah. But again, to me, it's the process. I understand what the analytics say. I don't care. I don't care what the analytics say. I would have kicked the field goal in that situation. Because you're See, down five, and it gives you a chance to give up a field goal and still still only be down by one. See, my argument against that is that if you kick the field goal, you're down by a possession, Philly right. starts the next drive at the 25-yard line, assuming there's a touchback. Right. You don't get it. You're down by a possession. Philly starts with the ball at the 18-yard line. Right. Starting in a worse spot, and I think Light Engine had mentioned in his comment, you know, the defense was was stellar, so, you know, just take the points. I'd argue you can almost go, you should go the other way with it. The defense is playing as well as it was. You can risk it with the offense out there. You can take those risks because, you go, you know, you got a nice parachute on, on the other side of things, and I think that's, I think you see some complimentary football there too. Like, I mean, yeah. they got the fourth and long before that. The offense is playing well. Um, you show some confidence in your offensive guys, and you know things are clicking. Things are working. You got something on the Philly defense. You want to keep it going before they can adjust. You don't know what the next drives are going to look like, so um, and you can do that with the confidence that your defense is going to get you the ball back with a chance to be in the game. And they did. Obviously, they they Philly went down and scored on the next drive, but they only scored three. And New England. Went down, scored a touchdown right away, and hung around. And right. um, I don't, I don't think that ended up really making a difference at the end of this. Um, I think, I think you, I mean, you were going to have to go for the touchdown at some point in there. And I, the, I do agree, but again, it will. If the if it plays out the exact same way, they kick a field goal, they're going to overtime at the end of the game, right? Instead, they don't, 
And maybe they could have done it. Necessarily because you need the two point conversion and they came up five points short. So no, but they but what I'm saying is they wouldn't have gone for the two point conversion because they would only had to go for one. You see what I'm saying? Well, if they kick a field goal and so I guess I guess field goal, you're still down eight. No, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. You would have to get the two. You're right. You're right. And you are you are right that they should add um offsetting penalties on that two point conversion. I yeah, thought the refs. Uh, I thought the refs were kind of shitty today. But what are you gonna do? Um, yeah. Well, well, and I, I think the other thing too. You, we put this into the context of past seasons. You know, you look at 2021, the Dallas game in overtime of that one. The Patriots received a lot of criticism for not going for it and fourth down on that one. Yep. Go back to last year, Green Bay Green in overtime Bay. receiving the criticism. And I, I think the difference between those in 2021, you got a rookie quarterback. You're going against an elite Cowboys defense. You just feel better with your defense out there at that point, and they were playing well. When it's 2022 and you got Bailey Zappi at Green yep. Bay in his first start, you don't have any confidence that he's going to pick it up there. Today, especially in the second half, Patriots offense was moving the ball. Yeah, I, you know, I, they were picking up more than three yards of play. I like the odds of them getting it, and if they don't, they're pinned back deep anyway, and your defense has a chance to go make a play. You're right. I don't. Yeah, yeah, and and I think at the end of the day, I don't think the decision really matters that much because you're going to have a shot to win either way the players have to execute it and you know they just came up a couple plays short you know a couple drops tip balls fumbles things like that and one of those where i think regardless of the decision you have to execute it better next time i agree i agree so someone's asking about um mistrust in in ryland and i i don't believe that that was the case i don't believe that that they mistrust ryland and they traded nick folk they did that for a reason. Now, Nick Folk hit four field goals today for Tennessee. wasn't able to do anything else. But nevertheless, to me, I think they trust. I think they trust Ryland enough that they would have given him that shot. My second question about that sequence is: second and third down, they ran those stupid plays up the middle, which I thought they just didn't. You're never going to pick up the first down on those plays. I thought they should have thrown it on second and or third down and tried to pick it up through the air. Um, on those plays, and they didn't, and they didn't. I think, I think there were a couple times in there late in the game too, where they just—I mean, they had to throw the ball so much down the stretch, and I think they yeah. thought, you know, if we do a little run here or a little screen or whatever, <clears throat> we're going to catch the defense off guard, pick up a chunk play, and they did a couple times. But I think they went to that a couple times too many, and there were just a couple situations in there where now Philly was ready for it, and they stopped it. And just didn't didn't work out the way you thought it was going to. I think they went to that one too many times and two too many times. And you'll have that more in your bag once Strange and Wendy were back, which I'm going to assume is going to be next week. They are questionable this week. Yeah, you if would think they'll be next back next week. Yeah, it, I would expect them back for that. Yeah. So, so TJ is saying that um, the field goal, of the game was over. That's not the case. If they had kicked the field goal there, then they're down by five. Philly goes down and kick. Now again. Assuming that all happened the exact same way, they kick the field goal. They're down by five. Philly score. Philly kicks a field goal down the other end. Now they're down by eight. Well, the touchdown that puts them down by two, and so you have to get the two point conversion still. So, well, yeah. And I well, guess I guess in that exact same situation, you're right because the Patriots would have been down by one or two, depending on what they did. Right? They probably would have been down if you don't get the two point conversion. Now you would have only been down by two. You could have kicked the you know you could have kicked the field goal to win the game. But I will say that I think that the Eagles' drive would have looked significantly different if they were only yes. up by two points. Right? They were yeah. trying to kill the clock, and they said, you know, 
If we pick up a first down, great. But if we don't, all we have to do is stop them from scoring a touchdown. And if they were only down by two, they're not doing that. Too. Yeah, the defensive sequence is going to be called right. very differently too. And I think that's one of those, like, I don't know, you can play a butterfly effect with it and you can you can play hypothetical so many different ways. So it's, it's a fourth and three and you're trusting your offense to get it. Right. You right. do that for the whole season and the guys execute the way they did today. You're going to get that more times than you're not. And yeah, you know, it might cost you at points, but we're not going to be talking about that when they do it in three weeks. And that's what wins them the game. You know, it's not these things. We're looking at a one week sample and nope. it's going to turn into a 17 week sample and Whoa. hopefully longer than that. And, you know, we, we play it out through the whole season, not just one game. And again, and again, I think the point that you made is a great point. We have been very, everyone has been very critical of the Patriots being not aggressive enough. Yes. Going forward on fourth down, trying to score at the end of games, pushing and trusting their offense. We have been very critical of them not doing that. And in this case, they did do it. And now we're being critical of them not doing it. And again, here, I, I just, the problem is this, right? They didn't get the first down. And so what everyone now looks to it and says, terrible call, terrible decision. And again, if it were me, if I was the one making the call, I would have kicked the field goal. I'm not the one making the call, but that's what I would have done. And I don't think you'd be wrong for it. I think this is a situation where there is no wrong decision. You just got to, you know, back up whatever you put out there. And they didn't today. Correct. I hope. And so I I hope they continue to put the ball in Max hands in situations and give him the opportunity. Right. Because and, and, I don't, yeah. Right. And so that's the thing for me is that, you know, I, I just, in my opinion, we want them to be more aggressive offensively. That's what we want them to do. That's what we've been asking them to do. That's what we've been shouting for them to do. They're doing that. That's, that's what they're doing, which is great. Yeah. I think that's a great thing moving forward. Now, again, will they maybe take the points next time? Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I don't know. Right. But, you're put in a difficult situation. Um, you know, I just thought I thought that they, that they played extremely well today offensively. I know that they were some bad plays, but for the most part, and you mentioned the two rookies. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, a Tony, like the two of them both went head to head against Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter, and they were winning pretty consistently. Now they couldn't get a ton of movement to run the ball. Philly's a very good defense. So they didn't get a ton of push to run the ball. But I thought the pass blocking was so much better than what people expected. I mean, especially when, you know, those guys were questionable. We You didn't know for sure if those guys were going to do it. City Soap has been playing tackle his whole career. Now, that's just this uh, just, just this summer. He hasn't even repped a guard. He's been playing tackle. Hey, did, you, did you see what David Andrews said after the game? No. Somebody – Somebody asked me, they're like, hey, like, I know we, we've all watched City Soap in a tackle this entire summer. And then he was at guard today. Like, did he, did he get any experience at guard? And Andrews is basically like, we don't have any secret practices. You saw what we saw. Right. So it basically sounds like City Soap got his, essentially his first reps at guard for the Patriots in a week one matchup against the defending NFC champs with the second best front four, I would say in the NFL behind San Francisco, yeah. something like that, and held their own. What, I think it was two sacks they allowed, maybe three sacks they allowed. Yeah, two or three sacks. It yeah. really, honestly, it was significantly better than what a lot of people thought. And I had said, 
you know, yeah. I've said on this podcast, I've said on other podcasts, I've said to, you know, people talking about it. They were going to impress people today. They were going to play better than people thought. And unfortunately, they weren't, they weren't able to come away with the win. But, you know, that's a rookie out there. If he gets his foot down, he's got to drag that second foot. If he drags that second yeah. foot, they, they they may not win the game still. But now they're going to have you know, basically first and goal. Four, right? four shots at the end zone. And, you know, right. I, I like my chances. Yeah. And that's – but I just thought if, if Matt can play that way this whole year, he's going to have a fantastic season. And you know what this game reminds me a lot of? It's the Baltimore game last year. This is like the good version of that game. That was right. the game where you're going against like a good team with a really good mobile quarterback. Yep. And you go down and you come back and the stadium's amped and you just can't complete the comeback. You can't complete the comeback. Why? Because the defense the defense can't get the stops when you need them. Right. And because Max Jones threw some really bad picks at the end of that game. Well, what happened today? You didn't see Mac Jones throwing bad picks, trying mm-hmm. to lead some a comeback effort, which is kind of the issue we've seen from him. When he throws it a lot, he ends up throwing picks. That's been his big, and that's his turnover issue. Right. Did not see that. Thing. 54 passing attempts, I believe. One pick that was a tipped ball. It's on him for being inaccurate, but it's not like some of the ones we've seen in the past. Right. Um, and the flip side, you know, the defense really did shut him down. Five straight three and outs in the middle of the game. Yeah, they did allow that field goal at one point in the second half to kind of push it a little bit, but like that, that was it. Christian Gonzalez getting a fourth down breakup on, I believe that was AJ Brown on a slant to get the ball back. Like that's, that's some really good stuff that they were doing. So it's, it's that game, but without all the negative side effects, the defense looks better. The offense looks more in sync. You don't come away with an injured quarterback, which is nice. Um, And yeah, I feel a lot more optimistic about it. Got to turn these into wins at some point. I'm not going right. to, you want to see wins, but you know, you're not going to win every game. You know, the 2016 Pats, one of the better teams out there, it lost at home to Seattle. Like that happened in a close game at home and right. the defense had some bad moments and the offense couldn't convert in that one. It, it happens with the best Patriots team and this is right. not the best Patriots team. So I'm not going to get upset about a five point home loss when you were, what it was a four point spread, three and a half point spread. I think it ended at four. I think it ended up being four, but. You know, I mean, look, this as expected. <laughs> it's just I, I thought overall, overall, I thought they played well. Yeah. Right. And so, again, you know, uh, KJ is, is you know, all over Mac Jones. Look, I know people are going to blame this game on Mac. I know they're going to because that's what's going to happen. I, yeah. I know. They're wrong. You're wrong. If you're blaming Mac Jones for this game, just flat out, you're wrong. I don't like that's just that at all. That that's a fact. He was, he was good. He was good. He was good. That's it. The the touchdown pass on Henry was an absolute dime. He threw some really really nice passes. You know, I mean, look, if Bourne catches that third and twelve, they might win the game anyways. And and we're not even talking about we're not even sitting here talking about the 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 fourth down decision. Yeah. You know exactly. Just, so, one one that I keep coming back to is I think second the third drive, like Juju dropping that pass on third down that would have given him a conversion to and yep. let you get into a rhythm earlier right. in the game, things like that. Um, like he was, I, I 
I think this is probably the second best game that we have Mac Jones seen from Mac Jones when you consider the context of how good the opponent is and the stats that he put up. And just I pulled some stats on Philly's defense too. Yeah. So Mac had uh, this is Mac's only game in his career with over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Philly allowed that once all of last season to have a 300 yard passer and three touchdowns. And that was Dak Prescott in a Christmas Eve game where Jalen Hurts didn't play. And I think they had the one seed locked up and they were like only kind kind of taking it seriously. Yeah. Philly's defense is really, really good. Mac Jones was really good. Like they had him confused. Forget about Mac Jones for a second. Bill O'Brien was in his bag today. He, he dialed some stuff up. He had guys confused. Uh, one of the things I noticed the first, I want to say on the first four or five offensive snaps of the game, Every skill player saw the field, every yep. single one of them. All three running backs, all four was it four receivers active today? All three tight ends, all of them saw the field right off the bat. Yeah, uh, they had a they had I think thirteen personnel at one point, which is one running back and three tight ends. They went out there with Ty Montgomery, Demario Douglas, and all three tight ends that were active on like the third snap of the game. And I was like, who saw that coming? Yeah, it was working and they're getting everybody involved and they're mixing things up and finding things that work. And I don't know, Philip Bryan's pretty good at this. And I don't know how many people in here are college football fans. And anybody watched the Alabama game on Saturday? Alabama's offense looks horrendous at points. Yep. And, you know, I, I think Philip Bryan got some flack for what that Alabama offense looked like at points last year. But I think you watch what it looks like this year and you realize he was actually a huge part of why it was even as successful as it was. Like he's been in this for a while. He's really good at what he does, especially spread stuff and letting the quarterback be a point guard and dish the ball out. And the offense looks like this all season long. They're going to win nine, ten games, I think. Right. I agree. I agree. And look, the diagnosis of Mac Mac Jones is going to come. It's going to happen. People are pissed about it. They're going to say, oh, he made this and he missed that throw and he missed that throw and he missed – he just – I thought the decision-making was good. I thought the the timing was good. I thought he had multiple throws where he was hitting guys as they were cutting out of their break. I just thought, you know, I thought he played well tonight. And, again, it wasn't perfect, obviously, in the pick six, which, again, to me is not all on him. But regardless, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I thought he played significantly better than what he looked like last year. And so now I you sit there and look at it and say, I have some, I do have some confidence in what he's going to look like this year. I thought, yeah. you know, and they're talking about the zip on, I mean, you know, look, it's the same old story with people that, that the, hate the, on the, Kend- Hold on. the Kendrick Bourne drop <clears throat> that happened, which um, by the way, was pass interference. Uh, but besides yeah. that point, Matt got hit as he was throwing by one of those heavy dudes they got on that line and fit the ball yeah. in like 15, 20 yards down the field into a bucket to Kendrick Bourne over the they, middle of the field. He yeah, has but, enough zip. It's not, right. he's not, he's not Herbert out here. Well, I'm not right. going to pretend he's the most athletic quarterback because he isn't. Uh, and I don't know if he's the franchise quarterback based on this one game. Right. But you can win with the dude we saw today. You can it win plenty. Wasn't as bad as people are saying. It wasn't. I, he played really well. Like I, it's just it's that simple. If Bourne catches that third and twelve, and they win the game, you know, like I just that's the case. And light engine, I know he didn't he didn't talk about Mac during a loss. After a loss, Bill Belichick has never, never praised individual plays. He doesn't do it. Doesn't do. He doesn't it. he never talk about? Individual. I think the only time he ever has like talked about the quarterback specifically is like you know 
Tom Brady in his prime, and that's right. the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. So like, no, nah, he doesn't. He doesn't like doing it. Bill. He doesn't like doing it, and it is what it is. You know, I yeah. just think, look, you know, we'll see, we'll see. And again, I think what you said, I think what you said is true. We don't know if Max the guy. We have no idea if Max the guy. But tonight was a good night. Tonight he looked a million times better than he did look looked last night uh, last year. A million times better than he looked last year. The offense showed some actual like stuff. We were like, wow, they're like an offense, they're like an NFL offense, right? And so that's just that's the way it is, man. Like I, I thought, I thought yeah, it was very I good, think, and you I know. think he could be better. Um, I, think, I think what you saw, I think what you saw from him tonight is kind of, it's not what you want the floor to be. Cause like every quarterback is going to have off nights, but I do think this is the kind of floor you want to see from him consistent. Well, like, yeah, he'll have, he'll have two or three games worse than it in a season, you know, where defenses confuse him or you know, yeah. it's just not, not seeing things, not hitting things. Um, Brady had those, every quarterback has those, but if he can, you know, you can count on him hitting what's called for like he did tonight, reading it running the offense pre-snap, you do all that, you're going to be in every game. And I know we got to talk about the defense at some point. Maybe we'll do that after we run our uh, promo here in a second. Yes. I'll segue us. Um, but, you know, Mac plays like this and the defense plays like it did tonight. The Patriots are going to have a chance in every single game that they play this season. There's just right. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're going to be in every game. Agreed. I agree. So, all right, we are going get, to get to the defense. we got a quick ad first, uh, and then we will be back. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. Go visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. It is 21 and up in present Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. All right, so let's get to the let's get to the defense. Before we do that, though, before we get to the defense, I just want to say the two moves that the Patriots made and didn't make: Juju Smith-Schuster over Jacoby Myers, and then not signing uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins was fine today for Tennessee, but I mean that team that team stinks, man. And Ryan Tannehill was that, not good. Man, I had that Tennessee New Orleans game on in like the background while I was doing stuff earlier, and that was just atrocious. <laughs> yeah, it's just an absolutely. Terrible if team. that's the Saints team that comes into Foxborough next month, the Patriots should win that agreed. by 10 points. Yep, agreed. Um, so that's the other part. That's the other part about for, for me. And then the Juju versus, you know, Jacoby Myers. Let's see. It's one week. 
Juju had a drop. Um, you know, should have caught, should have caught a pass on the third down. It was a little bit low, I guess, but it should have been caught uh, for a first down, and he dropped it. You know, and he, he really he didn't do a ton today. He looked okay at times. Um, you know, but I, I just think, I just think that, I think it's close, man. I know Myers caught two touchdowns today. I like, I get it. My Myers, he's got also hurt today, by the way, and he got hurt, right? But yeah, he's I hope, also I hope in. He's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I know he's also in in the offense that he's been running his whole career. So he's yeah. already familiar with it, right? And so obviously a different quarterback, but Jimmy G, did they ever overlap? I think they overlap for one year, right? Jimmy G got traded in 2019, I think. I think it was 2018. They, oh, he so did. That might have been 2017. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. So they probably didn't, they probably didn't overlap. But either way, um, you know, I, I just thought, for me personally – I don't mind the move. Yes, okay, Myers, whatever. But I just I thought that that was fine. So, all right, on to the defense. Yeah. Oh, uh, can I can I add one last yeah, add one uh, thing. Yep. Th- thing here? Because um, we talked about the fourth down decision, and we kind of mm-hmm. talked about like analytics or whatever. So you know, and I hadn't seen this until right now. Doug Doug Kai tweeted it out. Awesome guy. Um, the the fourth down bot, the analytics said, take the field goal. So I think that tells you, like, this isn't an analytics thing. Uh, it's not anal- analytics isn't be aggressive all the time. It's just telling you which way to go. And it was not a huge uh, win probability thing. It was close. And I think what that tells you as a coach is you can do either. I think that's basically yeah. what the thing is telling you is trust you. You're, you can win this game either way. Go with where you're going to trust your players. Right. Trust those players. Yeah. No. It's, it's a good point. And again, I'm not. You know, the, the fourth and two play is the play that everyone comes back to, right? And that's, geez, years ago at this point. But that was a situation where Belichick said, and he said to his team, I will always trust you guys to make the play. I'm out here. I believe in you. I believe that you can make the play. And honestly, I like the fact that he feels that way. Him going for and fourth down there tells me he has a lot of confidence in his offense, which has not been the case. We've been wanting that since like 2018, 2017. We're yep. talking about the last couple of years of Brady. They didn't have that confidence either. Right. Right. So I just, I think that I was, I was happy to see that. I don't agree with the call. I wish they would have kicked the field goal, but I think if you're talking about, do you want, would you prefer the Patriots to be aggressive or not aggressive on offense? I'd prefer them be aggressive. And so, you know, again, obviously it didn't work out today, but I do prefer them be aggressive. Now, not Chargers aggressive, but I do prefer them to be aggressive. So, uh, and Murph does say, by the way, 2017 was when Jimmy G was traded. So, anyways, all right, defensively, I thought, I mean, obviously they played great defensively. They give up the pick six. They had the quick chains with the with the Zeke fumble, fumble with a short field. So, you know, I thought that both of those were – I mean, obviously, one was a pick six. The other one was a fine drive by them. But Philly had that long drive right at the beginning of the game and had to kick a field goal. And that, to me, was impressive. I thought that was very impressive by the Patriots defense to get down there and tighten up. That's like – very, very indicative of what the Patriots used to do, right? They were a little bend, don't break. We'll give you a little bit, but you're not going to be able to score a touchdown. This is exactly what they did to start the game. 
And they just kept doing it. They kept doing it. They were in Jalen Hurts' face a ton. Yeah. I, I got a you stat know? for you here. I didn't um, – I, I listened to this either this morning or yesterday morning, the, the football GM podcast on The Athletic. Shout out to that. They said that last year Jalen Hurts only faced 28 dropbacks of cover zero. So that's no safety deep, man-on-man coverage, everybody else is blitzing. He only saw yep. 28 times for the entire season, and 22 of those were a screen pass. So only six times he had to drop back and face that rush and figure out what to do. And you see the Patriots, you know, you get into that third down in the red zone on the first drive, and they disguise and bring that blitz, and it's mm-hmm. cover zero across the board. You get the sack right away. Hurts had no idea what to do. And for the most part, all game long, Philly didn't have an answer for it. It no. felt back. I, you're going back to 2019. Uh, you remember in the some of the some of the games that season where you know you got you get two groups of players on the field. There's going to be one where everybody's <clears> standing <throat> at the line of scrimmage, ready to blitz, and everybody else is standing at the first down marker, <laughs> just yep. waiting for their guy to come to them. And you saw that a couple times tonight, which is a fan of aggressive defense. I absolutely loved. But like you're out there with you know you got Miles Bryant on the field, and you got rookie Christian Gonzalez on the field against. Some of these guys for Philly who are really good receivers, and they're showing no fear, and it paid off. Philly didn't have answers, shut them down, held them to field goals. Only one touchdown allowed by the defense all game, and it was on a short field. Everything else was field goals. So awesome, awesome. Schematically, really good breaking down the film and finding something, and then the execution was top-notch all game long. Right, 100%. And that's, you know, the the play you mentioned, you know, Duggar, late blitz, and he confused the the guard the right guard and the right tackle and they both blocked him which left Judon wide open and he was right in Hertz's lap immediately Hertz is like well I got to just take the sack what am I gonna do you know and so those are the types of plays that if they keep making those this defense is gonna be a lot of fun and then you saw you mentioned Christian Gonzalez and he was fine for most of the game he wasn't really in press coverage a ton he didn't get you know most of the passes he gave up were in zone coverage or he was 12 yards off and they ran it out, right? So it's like you really couldn't see a ton. He made a really nice tackle um, on a on a play. They bounced outside. I thought that he looked good being physical. Yes. And then games on the line, Devonta Smith, who to in my eyes is very close to an elite wide receiver in, the, in this league, runs a quick slant and, you know, Gonzalez knows it's going to be a quick pass, knows that it's going to be a quick slam for that first down, and he gets in front of it knocks it away. And it's like in his first career game to make a play like that, it was impressive. It was impressive. Yeah. And so I was that, I was happy with that. Yeah, that and the um, the blitz, they brought him on. Or you got a sack? Yes. Hurts. Did yep. not see that coming, but that's, he's got that speed and – so, like they were confusing Hurts, and 100%. you know this is yeah. this is that Patriots defense. Uh, you know, you, you never saw the same personnel on the field. If you notice with the corner spot, they rotated everybody. I can't wait yeah. to see the snap counts later. I think Gonzalez is the only corner that played all of them, and they rotated everybody else. Miles Bryant started. Marcus Jones was out there on the next drive. It was Bryant and Jones after that, and Jonathan Jones came off. And I think they I think in one drive in each half they gave Jonathan Jones a drive off. Um, they rotated the safeties. You know, Phillips didn't start. You had Peppers at free safety, then Tucker's at free safety, then Phillips comes back in and being able to rotate those guys and keep everybody fresh against an offense like that, I think was huge and gave you uh, a lot of matchup options that were fun and Philly didn't have an answer for. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll tell you what, man. You look at that team and you just said, like, 
you know, they looked good out there. They looked like they belong. They looked like they can play against anyone because that's one of the best offenses in the NFL. And to be able to stop them in that situation, Jalen Hurts is an absolute weapon, 100% a weapon. But to me, they were able to pretty much shut him out of this game. I mean, of course, you know, he runs it at the end of the game and Peppers knocks it out of his hand, right? Great tackle and forces the turnover. And so Hurts was good. I mean, I'll tell you what, man, after that fourth down, he threw that absolute dime to A.J. Brown and he bobbled it going out of bounds. Great challenge by Belichick. But, like, but, you know, he's a really, really good player. Really good player. And for them to be able to, to do what they did, I thought it was impressive. Jawan Bentley played almost every snap today. Yep. And he looked pretty damn good out there, man. Like, he looked pretty damn good out there. Mac Wilson, on the other hand, not so much. But Jawan Bentley was out there nonstop, and he played well. They stopped the run very well. I was impressed. Yeah, uh, Mapu playing safety back there. Yep. I thought he looked really good. I think that's I mean, one of the stories here is a big picture – Basically, every single player that they drafted played in this game, except for Bolden, who's on injured reserve. And yep. is, there somebody, is there somebody who was inactive? I don't think so. I think it's just Bolden. Sean Wade. John Wade was inactive. No, no, the guys they drafted. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, yeah. I think everyone everyone uh, was active. And and Jake Andrews didn't play. Um, right. But everybody else played and looked like they belong. And yeah, no no undrafted free agent made it this year. Yeah, you got 12 draft picks, and like basically all made the team and are playing well. So that's awesome. And the first three guys, Keon White, man, against Philly's offensive line. Yeah. Showing up and making things happen. That's got me real excited. Um, oh, yeah. And it's looking ahead a little bit. Miami next week with that offense scored 36 points at LA. Obviously, the LA defense is stinks. It, it shouldn't based on the people in it. But, and, they, and here but it we does. Are. Yeah, um, and it shouldn't – that for all the critiques of Brandon Saley, he's always been a really good defensive coach. So the way that this has happened is shocking. Uh, but they yeah. had no answer for what Miami was doing. Uh, you're going to need this defense to show up, but Miami's offensive line against uh, Barmore, who looks fantastic today, and Keon White. And I thought Lawrence Guy was good, and Godshaw was good. I think everybody on the defensive line looked good. I think the yeah. Patriots – I think one big takeaway here is the Patriots were about even – I would say in the trenches with two units in Phil- for Philly that are considered among the best in the NFL. That's awesome, yeah, right? That's where I games. Agree. That's where games are won, and more so, that's where games are lost. And if they're not going to lose you games there, if the secondary continues to play how it does, if they can mix up coverages the way they're doing, they're going to play with every single team that they play down the stretch. Uh, obviously, you're probably going to have your weird games where things don't work out, but they can play with every single team that they're going to play against this season. Right. And again, the offense, the defense can keep them in the games. The offense is going to have to win the games, right? And at a certain point, you're going to be asking them to win the games, not just get close to winning games, but actually win the games. And look, it didn't happen tonight for a myriad of reasons, right? A big one of them to me is drops. I thought Mac Jones was good enough to win the game. It was a great pass to Keyshawn Booty. Couldn't get a second foot down. It was a really nice pass to Kendrick Bourne over the middle on third and 12. Couldn't make the catch. So there are things that happened, right? It was a bad first quarter for Mac Jones. He was okay in the first quarter, but not, not great. But to me, 
when you look at it and just uh, to me, I look at it and think that he was good enough to win the game, in my opinion, and it didn't happen, unfortunately. So I just, you know, look, it, it is what it is, and you can't win every game, and you're not, you're not super, you know, you're not super happy about that. And by the way, so this this Vanderbilt is asking a, a good question: Why are the why are the Patriots fan base so awful to Mac? I think that the real simple answer is because of the guy that they honored at halftime. Yeah. We are spoiled, and we expect Mac. We expect Tom Brady. Yeah, we like. Everybody forgets that we all look back at that Chiefs game in 2014 and Trent Dilfer and his comments. We make fun of it. And that's all that. That The Boston sports media was saying that stuff too. It wasn't yep. just Trent Dilfer. Brady had four bad games to start a season. Everybody was asking if it was time to move on. Um, right. And so it's a fan base that has very high standards. And yep. I get that. Um, and it should. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't have high standards, but, you know should be understanding of the, where Mac is and that this is one game. Um, and if you look around, if we're judging based on one game, Joe Burrow is a bum and the Bengals <laughs> should move on right now, but I don't think anybody actually thinks that. Um, so let's, you know, we'll reevaluate in a month and see where Mac's at, but I'm, I'm right. happy with what we've seen yep. for our first glance under Bill O'Brien. Right. Right. So, you know, look, it is what it is and it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect, and I'm not saying Mac Jones was perfect, and I'm not saying I'm not saying any of those things, but I am saying when you watch this game, if you don't come away from this game impressed, and I think enthusiastic about the rest of the season, that's the way I look at it, and say I I think there is a lot to be excited about about this team. I think the offense looks significantly better. The defense looks as good as we were hoping it would be. And, you know, so they didn't get the win, and they didn't get the win. It is what it is. Yeah. But I think they're going to be in pretty much every game they play. And I think the offense looked good enough to sit there and say, we have, we at least will be, we'll have a chance to win these games down the end, down the end of this. I think this this team can be as good as the 2021 one was, and that team made the playoffs. And yeah, I think the worst case here is I feel like we're going to get, you know, 14 entertaining Sundays, Mondays, 14 entertaining Sundays, two entertaining Mondays, and an entertaining Thursday from this yep. team. And, you know, that's kind of the bare minimum after last year. I'll take that. I want to enjoy watching these games right now. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it's this team's fun, too. I mean, you saw the, these guys like each other so much. That's the other thing that makes it fun is like this is these guys like they're a fun team to root for, especially now the offense has an identity and has something that's going for it. They do something on offense. You know what the goal is. The guys like each other. The defense is going to mix it up, but it's going to have its moments of aggression. They're going to rush the pass. They're going to do cool stuff. Uh, and, you know, what? I'll take that for now. Uh, I'd like to win some more championships. I don't know if we're going to be on that level this year. But the goal this year is to, you know, figure out what these guys are, be a good football team, and then build on it. Right. And honestly, it's one of those situations where you're trying to build something. And so you're hoping that the guys that you drafted this year can take that step. I thought Demario Douglas looked good tonight. I thought, you know, a lot of these rookies and, you know, Mapu played safety and he played in the box at linebacker a bit. He played kind of all over the field tonight. Played in the slot. Yeah, he didn't everybody. play a ton of he didn't play a ton of snaps, but he was out there. I think they were mixing and matching things defensively. I think, as far as I'm concerned, 
I don't need to see Mac Wilson out there again. I just, I don't, I just don't. Yeah. So, don't, you know, I don't know barring why. an injury, like I don't, I don't yeah. want him out there. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not even like, like I was surprised when Sean Wade made the roster, but I would have Sean Wade out there over Mac Wilson right now, especially agree. with Jack Jones. This is the other thing too. This is the first time we've talked on here since the Jack Jones injury situation developed on Wednesday. A couple of comments on that. First of all, no. This is not a conspiracy. They're not having Jack Jones fake an injury because yeah. of the gun stuff. He got cleared of the stuff, hurt himself, got evaluated, and is now apparently out for two months. Imagine, imagine if the Patriots said, "We're gonna, we're gonna suspend you for four weeks. We're gonna make it look like an injury." I mean, they'd be getting sued by the by the NFLPA. There's no way they could do that. And and the NFL, they'd get it from both sides right. on that right. one. And you'd have to get the player to agree to it. And you know, if you want to hold him out, the idea is to teach him a lesson. No better way than to suspend him and say we're not okay with your conduct. Correct. We want that public statement. If you're going to suspend him, it. you suspend him. <laughs> yeah. And he's if you're if it's a I, people will say like oh like you want to protect his uh, ego or whatever. Well, that's like two months or however long since this happened. You know, he's been the talk of the Boston media talking about what happened. He's the ego part of this. We're well past that. He had to have lost that on this. He's been in court for this. He's not going to be sensitive to a suspension from his employer after that. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. But thanks for coming by, Light Engine. I will definitely be having some tea tonight and tomorrow morning. Um, Yes. So, but you know, that that's the thing for me. I sit there and look at it and just say, like, that's foolish. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. The other part of it is that now you don't have Jack Jones. Now, look, I thought Jonathan Jones played well. I thought Christian Gonzalez played well. And I thought, look, Miles Bryant's fine. I think Marcus Jones should be out there as a slot corner, but I think Miles Bryant's fine. He had um, a, he had a nice hit. He did have a real nice hit. AJ Brown. Yeah. I think, I think it was think AJ Brown coming across. I think rotating all four of those guys is probably a really good way to do it so they're fresh. I think you've got four really good players yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, but I think overall they were good. And look, it's a tough test next week, a real tough test next week against Tyree yeah. Kill and Jalen Waddle. But I think the Patriots can stay with them a lot better than than the um the Chargers. Than the Chargers did today. Well, so, when the Chargers got J.C. Jackson out there, and I love him. He was awesome in New England, but the issue for him is he doesn't have top-end speed, and he couldn't handle some of the guys in the AFC East, and I think the Chargers just experienced that. Right. Um, Patriots have high-end speed at the corner position, and honestly, like, Jack Jones isn't – Jack Jones is athletic. He's fast, but his big thing is his instincts and his ball skills and his aggression. He's not, like, the highest-end speed guy, so I think these first two weeks – you don't miss Jack Jones that much because you're facing guys who are either so incredibly technically savvy or so fast that it's like he's probably part of a rotation. You're not going to lock him onto a guy. Once yeah. you get to week three against the Jets, I get a little bit concerned about missing him just because, you know, Randall Cobb is out there. I feel like Jack Jones would work there. Or if you're trying to bait Aaron Rodgers into doing something, Jack Jones is the guy. We saw that last year. He's already gotten him before. I think that's a game where you're going to miss him. But these first two weeks, I think you can be totally fine with the guys you have on this roster right now. I agree. I agree. And so we'll see what we'll see what ends up happening. But I think long term, there are some good things. Look, Kayshawn Booty didn't make those catches today, but he was open fairly consistently. I think that's a good they, thing. And I think he'll get him at, you know, yeah. 
They played him with the X, like Parker's role, which I didn't expect them to do. I didn't think they would think he was ready for that, which I think is a good sign from where he's at right now in his development. Uh, he has continued to impress me. Anybody who's been listening since the draft knows I was not a fan of the pick at the time. And I think he's won me over over the last couple of months because he's, you know, he's bought in. He's doing the right stuff. He's, he's getting open. He's making plays. He didn't get in bounds on that back shoulder throw, but having a back shoulder throw with Mac Jones the way he did, eventually if they make that connection happen, that's, you know, made that's a lot good. of money on that. Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson um, or Devontae Adams. Like that's, yep. you can pull that off. That can be an incredible weapon. So, uh, and Pop Douglas is awesome. Huge fan of him. And I think it's, I, I don't know exactly how much it says. Bill Belichick wasn't going to comment on it, but their group, when they needed to go score to win the game, they had uh, Gasicki out there and Henry. It rotate. Um, Ramondre and then Bourne and the two rookies, Pop and Booty out there. I don't know what yeah. that means about Juju Smith-Schuster. Maybe it's because of the drops he had earlier. Maybe they just, you know, had a set rotation and it was his drive off. Uh, maybe yeah. it was time. I, I don't know what's going on there. But those are the guys that wanted out there with the game on the line. Right. And that's a good thing. Well, I think that's a good thing, right, for – Talk about two rookies that were drafted in the sixth round that had a, had an impact in week one. And again, Booty didn't come down with those catches, but he was there. And maybe someone else would have. I, I don't know. Right? Like yeah. maybe that's whatever. But, yeah. you know, it, it's, yeah. um, it is what it is. And I, I think that moving forward, there's good things. Moving forward, you can say, okay, if they continue to get better, they're going to be really good. They're going to be a top 15 offense, which to me is all they, if they can be a top 15 offense, in the NFL, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing too, you watch that offense flying and the skill position guys they had out there tonight. It, it, that's better than what the chiefs had on Thursday without Kelsey out there. Yep. Yep. It, it was just better. They played better. And that's with some guys in there who are not your starters. hundred um, percent. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on in Kansas City with that. Obviously, Kelsey will come back, and he is really, really, really good, and we're going to probably see that in person on a Monday night this December. Um, but, you know, yeah. it's we've talked for three, four, five years here about how weapons are an issue in New England and they need to get better, and they could still use a number one weapon. I don't think weapons are the big issue right now. I think you no. just need you probably just need one extra guy on offense somewhere tight end receiver offensive lineman somewhere you, you want somebody but it's you're not like oh man we this is this is awful oh, this is this is a real nfl group uh, a competitive nfl group um this by the way this cowboys giant oh, disaster for you nothing lacking and so no nonsense gaming here you know we're homers and we don't undo it's like they haven't seen what other qbs can do no totally you know you know what killed no, it today was daniel jones killed it today you know who really played well today Really, really, really played well today was this guy, Joe Burrow, highest paid quarterback in NFL history. He was awesome today. I mean, awesome today. Yeah. Right. Well, so, no. like, yeah. look, let's not I'm, let's not pretend like we think that let's not pretend like we think that, that, that Mac Jones is a top five quarterback in the NFL. He's not. He's not but even a pro can, quarterback with how he's no, today. If he can no. get you to a top 15 passing offense in the league, that's good enough to make the playoffs. Now, yeah, again, just to, and just to, yeah, for context, like Jared Goff was one of the leading passers in the NFL last year. My standard for Mac Jones has always been that he can be as productive as Jared Goff. And remember, a team moved off of Jared Goff and won a Super Bowl because of it. That's Correct. not some crazy endorsement of Mac Jones. It's that 
hey, you put him in the right system and point him in the right direction and tell him to throw to the right guys at the right time. And I think he can do all those things if you tell him to do it the right way and help make things happen. And the Rams didn't just move off of Jared Goff. They threw him in with two other first-round picks. So, like, you know, forty million dollars. Yes. So it's it's one of the things for me where it's like, yes, do like, no, he's not a top five quarterback in the NFL. I've said all along, if he can get to Kirk Cousins, that's good enough for me. That's what I I think. Mac Jones is Kirk Cousins. the The reason why Cousins has always gotten a bad rap is because he stinks in the playoffs and in big games. If Matt can play well in big games, then he becomes Kirk Cousins, but effective in big games. And that, yeah. to me, is a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And let's never going to win an MVP, his... never going to, you know, but like, but we can get to that. Yeah. And let's see what his career development looks like. I mean, it's, we don't have, there's no, the, this franchise does not have to make a decision on him for a while. Um, yep. For the rest of the season here, we got 16 more games. He could stink it up for the rest of the 16, and that's going to make your decision very clear on what the future is going to be. But, you know, they showed some stuff tonight offensively that he was able to execute, handle mentally. I think the biggest things for him coming out of college, obviously, one is his accuracy, um, which I think was a little bit off what we expected. I don't know if that was the rain today. Um, that great catch Hunter Henry made on fourth down was also a little bit inaccurate. I think Henry got hit, and maybe that's mess up the timing in that um but his accuracy for the most part has been really good in the nfl and it was the mental side and his mental side was very good as a rookie i think it hit a ceiling as a rookie but it was very good and then last year it was just non-existent and today yep. you know he you could tell that it clicked because his pocket presence was there he was making throws under pressure he could tell where guys were going to be without actually having to look at them he could identify coverages he knew where his answers were <clears throat> that's like that's the ground floor for being a guy you can have as your quarterback for a long time. I don't even know that's franchise guy. But that's like guy you can have start multiple seasons for. Right. Correct. Um, well, you and know, like, all right, let's keep that up. Let's do right. that week over week and build on it. You know, and the argument is, you know, Jared Goff played in the Super Bowl. And like, first of all, I don't know if Jared Goff actually played in that Super Bowl. But again, they ate $40 million of his contract and threw him in with two first round picks. For Matthew Stafford, who is fine, but he's Matthew. Like, yeah. he's not that great. Yeah, this, you know what I mean. This so, is not some ringing endorsement of Mac Jones. Right. I hope. He, I hope he becomes good. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, we'll and also, I, MA football guy points out 316 yards against that pass rush with two rookies at guard, and without Devontae Parker. It's good. That's a good thing. And I and I like. I hope they do more of that. Um, I'm also going to add, because I know we're talking about a lot of good things and we're hoping that projects forward. And I think some of the negatives hopefully will go away. Um, I think you know, it was just some bad luck today. You probably won't see. You'll see other forms of bad luck in the future. Things are going to get changed up. But you look ahead to next week against Miami. And I think this is, you know, it's a different test for the defense. I, ho I hope and I expect the defense will play as well next week as it did today against Philly. But that is a very different game. It's the same in that you got two elite receivers where a lot of the show is going to go through them. But uh, there's and there's a lot of RPOs. There's a lot of play action. It's different types of stuff than you see with Philly in large part because two is not really the run threat. It's all it's a little bit more traditional handoff, things like that. Uh, so it's going to look different for the defense and you're going to play different coverages against it because it's a faster group of guys. 
So you might have to play safeties back more often. Um, they Somebody had mentioned in the chat how good Jonathan Jones is against Tyreek Hill in particular. I think we're going to see that matchup quite a bit, right? Christian Gonzalez on Jalen Waddle and some safety help. Um, and I like the way those matchups work. But you got to go out there and win them. It's easy to do on paper, but, you know, Jalen Waddle's Sorry, Christian Gonzalez isn't going to win every snap against Jalen Waddle. It's going to be, you know, a mixed bag. And Miami's going to be able to score a little bit. And you hope that mixed bag doesn't include a touchdown or, you know, a 40-yard pass or a 60-yard pass or an 80-yard pass or something like that off something that doesn't work. Um, and your pass rush is going to attack it differently because Tua isn't as mobile as Jalen Hurts. Um, but he still can make you pay. So you're not where you're worried about him as a run threat in a very different way than you are with Hurts. So a lot of similarities between the two teams, but enough differences that you can't, you're not copying and pasting the game plan. And I think we should expect the defense to play very well against Miami, but it's clear this is an offense that can execute at a very high level and can score on you. And uh, it's going to be a test uh, just because the defense played well today does not mean it's going to happen next week. Correct. Correct. By the way, yeah. people in the chat uh, <laughs> talking about, you know, we're disrespecting Jared Goff. I mean, people talked about Jared Goff was a horrendous player, a horrendous player. Again, when your own team pays you $40 million to not play there and gives up two first round picks with you for a quarterback who is fine, in my opinion, I just like, yeah, the tools are there. We know that he was the number one pick, but like, come on, like, let's not talk about, let's not talk about Jared Goff. Like he's, you know, like he's a, not untouchable. You know what I mean? It's just uh, whatever. And, it just is. Yeah, and, the clear, and to be clear, what I had said, the context of what I said, I think Mac Jones can be as productive as Jared Goff. And I meant that as in Jared Goff of last season, the team that did not correct. even make the playoffs. Yes, I'm just saying Jared Goff was really good at throwing the ball where the offense yeah. coordinator told them to throw it. And they schemed up some really nice right. stuff and they used play action really well. That's all stuff Mac Jones can do. Yeah. And he, he, he played great last year. He played great last year. And he deserves credit yeah. for that. So, got to win an Arrowhead Thursday night too. Um, correct. Yep. He's got, he's got some guts. He's a he's not a bad player. I'm yeah. just not sure he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback type of right. guy. Not right. without a great defense. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. I anyways, I'm pretty. I think this is about as good as we could possibly feel after a loss. Yeah, uh, I, I think, think so too. I think so too. Yeah. One thing we haven't talked about, we got to get to okay. before we're before all right, we're over an hour, but that's okay. Was the Tom Brady thing today? Mm-hmm. It was so cool to see Brady out there. We're going nuts. I think it was, I thought it was fantastic, fantastic. Um, you know, he comes out, runs down the field um, with his. Uh, oh, by the way, Mac did make the playoffs, but you know that's neither here nor there. Um, runs down the field, well, not, last, his, not last year, but yeah, well, back in twenty twenty one. Yes, gives his fist pump. Like it was great, dude. Public service announcement get, gets played. He was up on the lighthouse, ringing the bell at the at the lighthouse. That's going to be, I think. I think that's going to be their new thing. Right, instead I of the guys who, opening, instead of guys opening the doors to the locker room, I think someone's going to be up there ringing the bell every every week. So I wonder who it's cool. going to be for Sunday night football because they got to get somebody <clears> in for next. Week. You would think, you would think. So, um, so anyways, it was it was so cool. And of course, Robert Kraft announces that on June twelfth, twenty twenty four, they are um, inducting Tom Brady into the Patriots Hall of Fame, skipping. Uh, the four years or four years of eligibility it takes five years of eligibility. So skipping four of those five years and saying, no, no, we're putting him in right now. He deserves it. You know, in six, 12, six Super Bowls, obviously he's number 12. 
And then 24 yeah. was something as well. I think um, I think he played 24 years in the NFL. But so, yeah. so I'll be Janu- January one. I'll be submitting PTO for that day. <laughs> so I just, like, <laughs> go off to New England. I think everyone will. I think everyone will. I think yeah. it'll be a lot of fun. Um, My the the thing that I loved about today too is that like obviously there's all the bell the the Brady memories and like I don't know I spent before the games today I watched NFL Channel on on YouTube has <clears> like a hundred greatest Tom Brady plays compilation I watched that whole thing and that was awesome but to me the funniest thing is just like this dude's like a superhero in the world of professional sports he's yeah. world famous all this stuff and you'll hear him speak and he's totally just like the high school jock like the way yep. he talks and it's yeah. so funny because he's a complete goofball and like he's it's so the, good the way i the way i described it his speech today was like the the jock in high school who was also valedictorian having to give the speech at graduation <laughs> it's exactly what it was um and the, in the best way like he's when he's i think we saw it back in 2018 too with all his social media presence and stuff he's just a, a really goofy guy who likes you know doing funny things and hanging out with the guys and uh i miss all the football stuff but i miss like that part of brady as well the the social media and i hope as he you know goes into retirement here and hopefully hangs around new england more we get to see that you know personality that we didn't get when he was a football player doing all the media stuff um hopefully he's around patriots games quite a bit i know he's raiders part owner now and his interview on CBS, he was very clearly trying to play the middle a little bit because he also he's like I can't like he was like we got two great teams here I'm rooting for and it's like he has to do it because he's a part owner and he's right. going to be a broadcaster at some point. But I want to see him come. But he said also I'm a Patriot forever, which is pretty cool, right? I'll be yeah. Patriot forever. And I thought Alex Barnes really summed it up really well. He said, "No, this is everything he wanted it to be." But he said it wasn't Hollywood, didn't feel overproduced, wasn't a sales pitch. There was nothing artificial. It was just like genuine mutual appreciation for Brady yeah. and from, from the organization. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. It was everything we wanted to, we wanted to see out there. And Tom just saying to be Patriot for life was so cool. I mean, that was, that was yeah. great. So was awesome. I was actually a little surprised. They didn't just straight up retire his jersey and like unveil a banner today. Yeah, I know. But that I'm thought, assuming they'll do that at next year. That will happen in June. And I would assume that that will be a ticketed event in the stadium. Is what yes. I would think. They said it'll be in the stadium. So yeah, yep. I wonder. So, I'm guessing season ticket holders are going to get to go. You know what? I bet you they're going to sell tickets for it, and maybe the, well, maybe the season. I bet they're going to will... sell tickets, but season ticket holders will get first dibs. I hope so. Their season. I hope so. That'd be nice. But they might also sell the price. Put some chairs on the field and let people sit down there too. That's true too. Yeah, for some extra money or whatever and, the case may be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got to. I mean, I got to get to that. That yeah. or whenever he gets put in Canton. At least one of those I'm going to. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the Canton one would be that'd be really fun. So <laughs> no no nonsense scanning says, Do you guys think Brady will get into the Hall of Fame? I think he should because because he has a great smile. <laughs> I love that. He does have you know what I'm I was a little on the fence before the smile and the knee. I think he's right. I think you he's see right. those pearly whites and you can't have them say no. <laughs> so it's uh, you know. Anyways, yeah. All right, let's yeah. get out of here. It's, we've been here for over an hour. Oh, you want to do a trivia note before we get to the, before we get to that? Uh, yes, I'll do a quick note because we don't know we're gonna, we'll know a lot more when we have. I think we're doing a Wednesday show this week. Um, yeah, there's a hurricane out in the Atlantic right now, and some 
it may only just be one of the models has it hitting Rhode Island next Sunday, which is when the Patriots are supposed to play. So uh, first of all, if that does happen, I'm assuming we got a lot of listeners here who are in New England or who could be affected by that. So putting this on your radars, follow it. If it does come this way, you know, take precautions, be safe. We want to make sure everybody's okay. Beyond that could have implications to when or if or where this game is played. Um, I hope it stays you know, in New England next Sunday night. That's a fun slot. I think next Monday night might have two games too. So that kind of changes what you can do with, I don't know how that's going to work. This is like a 20% chance it even comes this way. It would be like a category two storm according to this too. So it's like, you can't play in that. That's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens. So we'll put it on the radar. By the time we do our Wednesday show, we should know a lot more about what it could look like. Um, about putting that out there. You would certainly think so. And my wife said to me tonight, she's like, can you, I don't, I don't feel comfortable you leaving us alone here with, you know, like a legitimate hurricane, which I don't, and I had three little kids. I don't blame her. But like you said, you can't, if it's really that bad, you really can't play in that. You you can't. No, if that's what it is, you know, maybe you bump the game up a day and play on Saturday. I don't know if they are legally allowed to do that. There are broadcasting restrictions about the NFL playing on Saturdays and college football playing on Sundays. If you're interested and you want to go down a Wikipedia rabbit hole, go look <laughs> at that. It's literally like congressional <laughs> law that I ended yeah. out. Um, interesting stuff. I mean, like you push, they, you could push they it to played, Monday, you could push it to Tuesday. Well, that's what I was going to say. They played the Miami Chiefs game. Yeah. The Chiefs game on Tuesday, right back yeah. during 2020. So they could theoretically do that. Obviously, that's not the best thing because both of those teams now are going into a very short week the next week. Yeah. You know, and then Miami is going to have to fly in on Saturday, ahead of it, wait through the hurricane on Sunday, and then play on Monday, on on Tuesday. Which, which, Which I don't know if I think it would be unprecedented, but because the divisional matchup, you would, in theory, have the option to switch the games and play this one uh, down in Miami that Sunday and play the other one in New England in October. I have no idea if that's logistically possible. And this is, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We don't even know if this thing's hitting uh, or if it would match up with the game. It could hit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after. Uh, So getting way ahead of ourselves, but yeah. Right. So anyways, so that's just, but I I think it is a good, a good thing to take a look at. So before we get to the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was no, just going to say no, before no. we get to the trivia question, I thought, I thought that the Patriots, just to kind of sum it up to me, yeah. I thought the Patriots played a lot better than people expected. I thought that, you know, some of the weapons that we saw, I didn't see a ton out of Juju. I didn't, he looked okay, but I didn't see a ton out of him. But I was extremely impressed with the way Kaseki looked. I thought he played very well. I thought Hunter Henry had a really good game. I thought Pump Douglas looked good. And again, Kayshawn, for me, yeah, he didn't get the feet down, but he's getting open against NFL. And again, Philly's a very good team. They're a very, very good defense. The fact that he's getting open against those good defenses is a good thing. He's got a long way to go, for sure. But I think that getting in those spots is a good thing. Um, And so, you know, it would have been really nice to get this win. Uh, Getting this win would have been fantastic, especially – and people putting on the chat, it's a tough schedule. It is. It's not easy. They don't get, you know, the games don't get much easier after this one. So having the opportunity to win at the end of the game and not being able to pull it off hurts. But I thought that, you know, overall, with all things considered, I was impressed with the way they played. 
And I think that you can look at this game and say there are good things in the Patriots' future. Yeah, fully agreed there. I see people throwing out, you know, first four games, what their record could be. So first four games versus Philly, obviously lost in that one against Miami. Next Sunday at the Jets after that, and I believe at Dallas after that, that's how it lines up. How many wins do they need in that stretch for you to feel good? It's got to be at least two. It's got to be at least two. You can't start one and three. It's got to be at least two wins for me to feel really good about this team. Or, you know, I mean, I guess theoretically they go one and three, but, you know, some fluky thing happens in one of those games or in two of those games, and, you know, you feel like you probably should have won them, but you get screwed by a call or whatever. You know, but to me, I think that, you know, you really need to have two wins coming out of that, especially with the way your division is going to play. You got to have two wins coming out of that. Well, and it's hard to say, too, because we haven't seen the Jets and what that's going to look like this year. We're watching the Cowboys right now, and I'm not even sure if that is a winnable game. If the the Cowboys play like this, uh, they might be better than Philly is, and that's on the road, and that's tough. Uh, I think the Giants, though, suck tonight. I I think tonight, obviously, Dallas is incredible. But I think this game, to me, is more more indicative of the Giants playing horrendously than it is uh, about the about the uh, Cowboys playing that well, you know? Yeah. Well, the, I I look at it. It's like even if you lose to the Cowboys, I think you should beat Miami. It's not a must win, but it, it kind of is um, when you yeah. really want to have. And at the Jets, I mean, you know, it's a road division game, and it's hard to say that's a must win, but also the Patriots have owned the Jets. And if the Jets are not this fully operational battle station that they think they are, um, yep. that'll be a very winnable game. And also even better, a chance to make a lot of New Yorkers feel very upset. That's almost the bigger deal in that. Um, So, yeah, I think you I think those are the two that you look at on this on the first month of the schedule. And you say you want those two. Those are the ones you want to get. Yeah. So. So we'll see. But uh, anyways, we got your, you got your question for today. Before, before yeah, we get out of here. yeah, and the the one for the one for the last week was with Patriots scored the game winning touchdown in New England's only win over the Eagles at Gillette Stadium. That was Lawrence Maroney back in 2007. Congrats to Lime Green Elevator, who I believe was the first one to get name. the correct answer name. on that one. That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Um, we got we got one tonight that has four different possible answers. You Ooh. only got to get one of them. To, to get in, um, to get to get it right, uh, but no. In the spirit of Jabril Peppers here, forced uh, forced that fumble on Jalen Hurts today. Four Patriots have forced five fumbles in a season with the team. That's the the franchise record there. Okay. Four different guys have done it. Name one of them. Oh, I'm pretty sure I know one right off the bat. Pretty sure. Yeah, I know. and I one of the things I thought was really interesting about this is that two of these guys did it in the same season. <laughs> Really? That yeah, I didn't which know. I thought was fun. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so we'll see we'll see if anybody can get this. And for anybody new to this, obviously it's week one. Whoever gets this one right first, um, everybody, we're doing this every week. You get you know, the first one to get it right, then you're going to be entered to win something from the pro shop. We're going to do a drawing at the, the bye week. Midway point. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah. Any any takeaways we're looking for um, – Kind of in the next couple of days here after the game, we'll, we'll, we're killing some time for people to submit some stuff. <laughs> no, nothing really. You know what? I think to me, the health of guys is going to be important, right? Mm-hmm. Is Cole Strange going to come back? Is Mike Onwenu going to come back? Is Devontae Parker going to come back? Right. And so those things are really what I'm looking for the most. 
But I do think, you know, that I was very enthused with the way I saw the two rookies play. I thought City So, like you said, hadn't played guard at all. At all. And so, you know, that was impressive. Right? That was very impressive. So, to me, he played well. I thought that the... um I thought that Mafi played extremely well. And again, they had moments where they got smoked. Those those things happen, right? Especially against a team like that. But for the most part, they played really well. Now, would I have liked to have seen them like actually be able to have a running game? For sure. Yeah, but, you know, that hopefully will get better over time. So, yeah. um, you know, look, again, it wasn't perfect. Obviously, they lost. You would have liked to have seen them play better in those moments. But with that team that we saw on the field tonight, I think that that's a team that can make the playoffs and make some noise and be a tough team to beat every single game. And honestly, that's all you can hope for. We're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Like, newsflash, Patriots aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. Not unless you get a 2001-type run where everything clicks late in the year and you're firing on all cylinders in the playoffs. um, But if you have a good— You've got to get some bounces to make that work. And that's the thing. you got to have a good defense, which they do. And if you can have a good offense, you give yourself a chance to win every game. And if your offense executes the way they did on a few of the drives tonight consistently— you can be a tough team yep. to beat. So if you get in the playoffs, you give yourself a chance to beat anyone. So yeah, yep. that's what like I got. Every week, and you know, you're you're going to be in every single game you play. And if you if you do that, yeah, I like I like the odds. Exactly. So yeah. by the way, I, I haven't seen. I don't know if anyone's gotten the right answer yet. I haven't seen the answer that I know was correct. Um, so. We'll I'm, a, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything. We'll give you the answer on uh, Wednesday's episode. Wednesday, yeah. Just yep. that way. That way, for anybody who's coming in later, if you want to, if you want to play, go ahead and just have some fun. Like that even if you're just doing it yourself. Exactly. Um, so exactly. come back on Wednesday if you want to find out that answer. Let's see if you're eligible for a gift card or whatever we end up doing from the pro shop. We have not. We got to decide that at some. Point. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. By yeah. the way, um, we are doing two prop bets a week. Two prop bets a week. I went over oh, two yeah. this week. I don't know if you went. Did you go over two as well? I don't remember what mine were. Oh, one no, of them was good. Zeke touchdown. Zeke touchdown did, that was out. So, okay, so I did I did a, a prop bets thing for Pat's pulpit too, and I did three Patriots prop bets for it. Yeah, two of the three hit. The one that Ooh. didn't was the Zeke one. The ones that hit were the under on Jalen Hurts passing yards and the over on reminder not not just the over on reminder Stevenson receiving yards, but an alternate line that was plus money. Wow, um, look at you. Yeah. So yeah, I had Jamal. Williams, Jamal Williams touchdown didn't hit. I'm and I had the anything Saints the rest of the year. I don't want to watch that team. Speaking of Jared Goff, I had over on Jared Goff passing yards. The number was the number was 255.5. With 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, he had 253 yards passing. I'm like, oh, that's it. Got it. He completed zero passes the rest of the game. I was like, you got to be kidding me with that, man. I need three yards in 10 minutes. And I got I couldn't get it. So, um, yeah, that's the way it goes. All right. So Wednesday night, 930. Wednesday night it is, 945, 930. We'll see you guys there. Thanks, for thanks as always. The chat was lighting it up tonight. We appreciate it. You guys tonight. Um, I'll have a voice by Wednesday. Next Sunday, next Monday. uh, Next Sunday night, they'll be gone again. 
But of course, I may not be on. That's going to be but, that's uh, going to be like a one thirty a.m. show once you're. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. You might be you might be alone on Sunday night. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll call in from the car. I don't know. We'll see. So, well, anyways, thanks, guys. We appreciate it as always, and uh, and we'll talk to you Wednesday.